Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu. And really at Babel, we aim to connect the players in the smart city industry with high quality information and ideas through our platform and services. This podcast is really an extension of this goal and mission to drive the change for a better urban life. First, a quick announcement from Babel. We are delighted to announce a new interactive online training course, Smarter Connected Places, Experiential Learning for Tomorrow's Urban Leaders. You can find the link for more information and how to register in the show notes. The training starts on November 15th, so make sure not to miss it. Now on to our regular programming. Yeah, let's go to Sweden again, shall we? Um, so today on the journey, we are venturing into the city of Umeå in uh, Sweden, which is a university town and especially known for being a research hub in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so with me for this episode is a wonderful guest, Karina Askan who is a strategic developer at the city of Umeå and the project manager of the Ruggedized H2020 project. So yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, did it, did you want to add anything to your title or did that cover it? Sounded good. <laughs> okay, <I think. laughs> good. We'll dig into your background a bit in a, in a little bit. Um, so I want to get us just a little bit warmed up um, before we dive in a bit deeper to everything you're working on, uh, which I'm excited to hear about. And so in your bio for Urban Future Conference um, that we're at right now, by the way, in the beautiful city of Helsingborg, it says you are a magician. So uh, what are you a magician of? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew I was going to get a question about that because I wrote it down. But uh, I think uh, you have to be kind of a magician to mm. to change, to do change, to, to make people um, know that something has to be done. So I think that's kind of the main core of my work to to trigger people to do something else. And that's really, really hard. Yeah. Uh, so you have to kind of show Work your magic. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that, that it struck me. I mean, when I was reading your bio, it's very, oh, wow, that's, that's interesting. And I, I want to get to know you better so that I can uh, ask you that. So, um, so uh, you're a strategic developer. Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean oh. also? It could mean really anything, but uh, my role at the city is to to work for the long-term planning of a sustainable city. Umeå is a very growing city and uh, uh, to, to make it sustainable or keep it sustainable in the future when it's even bigger, uh, you have to look at the strategic planning, how to how to to hold on to the planning and not change your course when things are going a bit slow uh, so uh, it's it's more to keep keep the eye on the horizon kind of above the horizon to yeah. see uh, to see what's uh, what what do we need to do now to to have a sustainable city in 50 years or in 10 years or whenever the the goal for something that we're doing is Okay, cool. Um, big, uh, big ambitions and a, a big role as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit difficult sometimes to to convince people uh, that want some kind of result now because it's it's much more fun to have a result now to deliver something now. But uh, yeah, 
yeah. long term is someone has to <laughs> look at the long term as well. Exactly. Gotcha. So um, I believe it also said in your bio something about, you know, social sustainability. Mm -hmm. So what is social sustainability to you? Uh, well, it's uh, it's the part where the people you don't have to leave. You can't leave the people behind because sometimes you, you might look a bit too much on what you're doing some technical development but it's we're building a city for people and uh, to keep a city social sustainable when it's growing it's really difficult i think it's the most difficult part of it like because technology is not so hard <laughs> it's there everywhere yeah and uh, to to have uh, a good life uh is social sustainable sustainable uh, life? Uh, it's uh, it's different for everyone. Also, mm -hmm. everyone doesn't have the same uh, view of what is a good life or a sustainable life or social sustainability. But Umeå is also focusing very much on gender equality. Okay, yeah. We see that as a base for social sustainability. Mm -hmm. That men and women must have the same. Uh, opportunity to form their life as as they want so yeah yeah, yeah I love that I, I've focused that on that topic actually a lot kind of in my former life as I like to say I'm working in women's education and uh, yeah quite passionate about that Lynn so I'd have to dig you um, dig into your mind a bit more on that one so can you, I also am quite familiar with the Rugged Eyes project mm -hmm. um, previously, but uh, can you tell our listeners also what it is, uh, what is the focus and yeah, where you're at really with it, with the project? Yeah, uh, Rugged Eyes, like you said in the beginning here, it's a, a Horizon 2020 project where Umeå is working together with uh, Rotterdam and Glasgow uh, to we are the three lighthouse cities developing uh, smart districts in our cities. So it's like a, uh, you could say that we we have a living lab of, of one district each where we are trying to make it sustainable by smart solutions. Uh, but uh, sometimes when people ask what is smart, uh, I think it's this kind of the same as sustainable yeah. yeah, you have to look at the social side, the economical side, and the ecological side. So we have a, a innovation district in Umeå uh, where we have the university and the hospital area. Mm -hmm. It's uh, we've tried different kind of solutions, mostly um, connected to energy, because of <laughs> a city in north of Sweden, we're kind of obsessed with heat <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so <Yes. laughs> so uh, uh, and uh, why it's not just a normal energy project it's uh, when we say it's smart smart is uh, when everything is connected both people and uh, technology everything has to work together with each other you can't just make one building smart and then the others are not or uh, yeah, so uh, the main part of it, I would say, is the cooperation between the actors, the, the yeah. estate owners or the energy company or the parking company. It's so many things that have to fit together. Uh, so um, 
like I said, the technology is, is not the hard bit. It's the cooperation to with the actors because it's people. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes new people come in and they might have a different view of something. And uh, so uh, at the moment we are... We've been doing this actually for six years. <laughs> it's a long. It was a long project because of the uh, COVID period. It got extended. <laughs> yeah, it got okay. extended. Uh, we didn't have problems with it because we didn't have a, a shutdown in Sweden like other countries in Europe. But uh, we had to wait for Glasgow and Rotterdam because they couldn't do anything during this time. <laughs> uh, so we're in the end of it. We have uh, several super smart solutions that uh, we've tested and also uh, upscaled to other parts. And uh, we're using this uh, these smart solutions uh, when we're building new uh, uh, areas in Umeå, housing mm -hmm. areas. And uh, we also, I think the, the cooperation that we have that we built up during these years is something that will not disappear. It's some. It's really, uh, it's really good and it's really valuable uh, for the city when it's growing because we need these actors in every part. Yeah. How do you ensure that it does stay? So you know, a lot of the time you have these projects, right? And then maybe the funding runs out, right? Mm -hmm. Or the project ends. Yeah. And so what? What is what is happening after that? Yeah, when it comes to the cooperation, it's uh, that we keep we keep uh, uh, having meetings together with the actors uh, to to discuss what is next because everyone has seen uh, during the project that uh, what you can do. Uh, of course, we have uh, money from external funding, but also it's built in in the in every solution that it's it has to be worth worth it yeah. it has to be if we just do it and then we don't use it in other places uh, it's it's not worth it mm -hmm. so uh, i mean if you if you have a solution that's too expensive to implement even if you save lots of energy you will not do it again so we always try to do do cheap ones <laughs> that mm -hmm. can be paid back somehow otherwise they're not successful and yeah. um, um, I think we also uh, it's so important to to keep meeting with with the actors and talk about what what their needs are and what they want to do next and uh, this area is really good also because or Umeå in in general is quite good because it's uh, uh, the population is quite young so they're open to new solutions and mm. uh, interested in smart solutions or technology. So, so it's quite easy to to get uh, get people engaged in in these kind of uh, projects. So this is also something that makes it go on somehow because yeah. uh, people get involved and yeah. want to contribute and want to see it continue. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that plays a huge role. So what advice would you have to getting people on board and getting people to stay? Uh, well, communicate, <laughs> communicate every day, all the yeah. time. Uh, to Well, to listen to people. What mm -hmm. are their needs? Because uh, um, everyone is not interested. 
but everyone doesn't have to be interested. But you have to find those areas where people are interested because everyone is interested in something. You might not be interested in the technology, but you are interested in uh, to have like a good climate inside your uh, home. Or if you are interested in uh, technology, you might think it's really cool to have uh, like, you know, smart sensors that tells you if you forgot to close your fridge or something like yeah. that so you I mean it's different from different people so yeah just absolutely. find that little thing it's it's really time consuming to communicate or uh, meet people like that but it's definitely worth it yeah it's always worth it in the end to over also over communicate right mm-hmm. um so would you say ruggedized is your favorite project or would you have another one that you like to speak about uh, <laughs> or do you not like to pick favorites <laughs> i don't pick favorites <laughs> everyone is uh, is good in their own ways and they have different kind of uh, you know outcomes or goals uh, I'm not actually, I'm not that interested in technology. So, mm. and uh, Raggedized is, it's, it's a lot of technology in it. Okay. It's a yeah. technology project. Yeah. But like I said, there's so much uh, other, so many other things that are interesting in it. It's, uh, it's the, like I said, uh, that uh, it's not just technology that has to be connected. It's people. Yeah. And that's my interest really. Mm-hmm. So technology is something that just... Well, we use it. Yeah. And I think I read that also <laughs> with you. That, um, So I wanted to ask you, so when's the right time to use super cool technical innovations and when is the wrong time? Oh, it, it depends on uh, uh, the people that you're working with, uh, mm-hmm. what their interest is. Yeah. And uh, in public space, super technology is usually not a good Mm. good way of go uh, to go because uh this uh when in in the smart city technology area it's usually quite sensitive equipment with sensors and uh, you know uh like uh, super smart uh, technology to to uh, see when a bus is coming or something like that it has to be in a in a public space everything has to be really uh, robust yeah, and in Umeå, where we have the uh, extreme weather, really in the winter time, it can go below, you know, twenty five, thirty below zero, and in the summertime, the other way, like twenty five, thirty degrees warm. So it has to it has to manage all these uh, shifts in in uh, in weather. Yeah, yeah. So the extreme weather makes it difficult for these technologies yeah. to to be as effective and really do their job. So then what do you do instead? You use people, human solutions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You you may you might uh, use some kind of uh, smart um, cooperation model or cooperation uh, or business model that uh, that is not that, that you don't need uh, technology to become smart. Mm-hmm. For example, a smart parking strategy or something. Yeah. Or making deals together with uh, uh, housing companies to to provide uh, bike garages instead of car garages. Yeah. That kind of uh, just 
not so technical solutions really. yeah yeah i always say that a smart city and we'll actually touch on this later for sure but i actually say it's for me personally it's when knowing when to use technology and when, when not to use it as well mm-hmm. um is what makes uh yeah a city smart so um so I also wanted to ask you, because I saw that Umeo was is working on a gamification solution. Mm-hmm. And so I w- was wondering your opinion on that, what you think about uh, gamification and if that's the direction that we should be going as far as prompting citizen behavior change, etc. Mm, well, I would say maybe not so <laughs> good, <laughs> perhaps, as, as we didn't... Um, I wouldn't say that that solution was a success. We okay. tried to to get people to uh, uh, in in like a housing um, uh, where the where we have flats uh, to get people to kind of compete to game mm-hmm. between them who could save the most energy. Yeah. But in these days, it's uh, it was based on an app. Okay. And people mm-hmm. are just sick of apps. It's like <laughs> another app and it has to be really, really cool or, you know, you're competing yeah. with Apple, kind <laughs> of, you know. So yeah. uh, it's difficult to get people to uh, what's in it for them, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's easy. What people really want is to see like quick results that if I do this, I will save money. And energy is a bit too cheap to to get that quick result. So, uh, so what's yeah. the solution? Expensive energy. It is going up. The prices, right? Yeah. Um. So, what's the solution there? Do you think? Uh, it's a difficult question because yeah. um, in in Sweden, in many places, we have uh, uh, when you rent a flat the heat is included in the rent. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult. You don't see if it's uh, how much you use or not. Yeah. So so if you if maybe the solution then for that case would be that it would be uh, landlords have to split it or something yeah, along those probably. lines, right? Um, or I, I'm, I'm not going to say that energy should be more expensive, yeah. but, but maybe you could get something else in return than money because it, if you look at the money, it's not that, uh, you know, it's not that big. Maybe you get something else. Maybe you get a free uh, commuting card on the public transport Yeah, if you say more, something like that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's something we want to test at least to see how people react to that yeah has that been done before i don't know we haven't found uh, an example of it but when we asked around in the university um, among students to to hear what 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 would be good to just get in return if you did something good like turn off the lights in the classrooms or something and what they answered was like Free coffee would be good. So so it's not much that's, you know. <laughs> People so. are usually incentivized yeah. a lot by free coffee. <laughs> not even free. It doesn't even have to be free sometimes. <laughs> but just coffee. Just coffee. Yeah. It's a good um, dangling the carrot before the, the nose, right? Um, yeah, so also you, you talk a bit about um, the students and how open-minded they are. And you obviously have a big student population there. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's quite a lot of forward thinking people with new ideas and everything like that. Um, I guess one part of the question is, what's also like the bad part of this? Is there anything that's, I guess, are there any hurdles when you have like a big student population and things like that in your city? Uh, I would say the hard thing about that is that students... They move all the time. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's difficult to have like a long-term relationship with yeah. your uh, population when mm-hmm. they leave after a few years. I mean, uh, obviously we have a goal to to get as many as possible to stay in Umeå. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so providing the, jobs. And... Yeah, exactly. Good flats. and uh, uh, But otherwise, it's also, I mean, because we always new uh, people coming in young people we all always get new ideas also mm-hmm. uh, and uh, international students come with different views and they see something that we might think is you you know we just do it because we've done it forever they might see it a different way like why do you do that they ask questions and so i think uh it's mostly pos- positive to have this kind of uh you know, young, progressive uh, population. Yeah. Also, they put a lot of pressure on us as a mm-hmm. city. They put pressure on the politicians. Yeah. And they make them braver so they can, you know, take hard decisions, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. And do you collaborate with the university as a city a lot? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our closest uh, partner. Mm-hmm. They are also partner in the Rugged Eyes project. So yeah, they're a partner in everything we do. I think. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, wonderful. And I will also give you the time now, if you'd like it, the floor, so to say, um, if you want to speak about anything that you find is particularly interesting, um, very important for people to know. Um, you don't have to take the floor, but I give it to you if you want mm-hmm. um, to, uh, yeah, talk about something you're passionate about or something that's really impactful? I think uh, when it comes to becoming a climate neutral city, uh, we we work a lot on, on the energy part of the uh, buildings and everything. But really, uh, if you look at the CO2 emissions that a city has, it's the buildings are almost nothing compared to the transports. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I am super passionate about, really, that how do we do this change? How can we make it happen? It's so difficult. And it's it's also based on uh, people's behavior. Mm -hmm. uh, And that is so difficult to... uh, you can't, as a city, you can't make decisions for your citizens saying that you're not allowed to to use your car and mm-hmm. uh, uh, but of course we can uh, we can plan our city in a way that it makes it easier to take a bike we have of co- when we have a, a student population we all, it's also a bike city of course a lot of people bike in Umeå but it's still 50% of all the uh, travels to to and forth work and stuff in, in the city are made by car yeah. And, it, and it doesn't really help if we just all the cars are electric, like some you get the idea sometimes from people uh, mm-hmm. because they they take so much space in in mm-hmm. a city. So uh, and in and uh, we have to plan the city 
uh, a bit tighter. Yeah. So that people live close to everything and have a, a good distance. I mean, it's easy for us in Sweden. We have quite small cities, but around the world there are cities that are, I mean, you take hours from one side to another. It's yeah. difficult. So, uh, but this is, um, yeah, it's something that uh, uh, we think about a lot and we we try to find solutions to, but it's really, really difficult. Uh mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing. And I think there's a lot of cities. I mean, I've talked to cities all over and um, they echo, of course, mm-hmm. a lot of similar challenges. Um, so can, can I guess, can you um, collaborate more and learn more from each other? Or what, what would you say with that? I think I think we do. Cities collaborate all the time yeah. and we share our good ideas and we copy each other but every city is different also yeah uh, you can't you can't always copy the exact the same solution but um i think we i mean just being here in helsingborg now listening to different solutions we will come back with wow that's a good idea maybe we could try that out yeah uh, so but it's always also when we work on these new solutions, like if it's a smart city solution or whatever, uh, it's uh, it costs money. And as a city, we are kind of playing around with the taxpayers' money. Yeah. So we also have to to think about that. That uh, is that allowed? But on the other hand, sometimes I think also, can we afford not to play around with it mm-hmm. and try new solutions? Probably not, but it's a, it's a combination of this. We have to be innovative, but uh, it, we, we can't just, I mean, we have schools, we have social services. These are things that also have to work in a city and they are the main kind of uh, uh, tasks for yeah. a city to, to provide the citizens with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so with that, I will go into a little segment. Um, And it's a segment we like to call trial and error. Trial and error. What went wrong? What mistakes were made along the way? And more importantly, what lessons were learned? I think we touched on it a bit, but maybe you can share a bit more about um, really a a lesson learned. Uh, yeah, what went wrong? <laughs> uh, <laughs> lots, <we> had, <laughs> lots go, lots, yeah. right? Always goes wrong. But I think if if it, if it didn't go wrong, we didn't try enough. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but we had uh, we had like one example that we did was um, we have electrical buses in Umeå, mm. and uh, one problem that we uh, have had with them was that when in the boarding procedure, when people get on and off. Uh, we have to open the doors and people get on and off. And in the wintertime, when it's really cold, you lose the heat from the bus. And uh, uh, that then you have to heat the bus up and you take from uh, take battery power. So the range yeah. go down. So we wanted to try to make a bus stop uh, to solve this kind of a bus stop that... Um, uh, People go into the bus stop and it's kind of a closed place mm-hmm. and it's a bit heated and the bus docks onto this bus stop. Oh, wow. Uh, so you go in and out. But then when we 
started talking to people about this. Uh, we there was this is an example of when when we forgot to think that it was people that are gonna use mm. this place, and uh, it was really good that we had students testing out the idea, and uh, what we got from especially young women saying that no way I would go into a bus stop if there's a horrible person standing there. Why would I? Because you go into like a closed place, uh, yeah. uh, waiting there on your own at night, maybe with someone. And if you don't feel secure, you have to go out and then you would lose your ticket kind of. And another thing that went wrong with this was that uh, we, I mean, we procured new buses mm-hmm. and uh, the design we had from the beginning uh, was a different uh, design from the new buses that we bought in, meaning that the doors were in a different place on the new buses. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. <laughs> when, <laughs> it, it didn't match. Uh, up. It didn't match up. <laughs> so in the end, we 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 had some designers designed like an open, really cool bus stop. So it, it went. It, it was good in the end, but this was quite uh, uh, an expensive. Journey. It was a journey and expensive, and we learned that. Uh, first of all, you have to talk to the people who are going to use something to, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I never thought of that concept before. Also, this kind of like hooking up or how you can keep heat in a bus. And yeah, these are interesting topics. So, um, And we also touched again on that um the topic of kind of this gender equality, mm-hmm. um, equity t- type lens. Um, can you just briefly mention maybe something else that um, how is the city addressing some of these challenges with um, with gender inequality? Uh, yeah, uh, we, I mean, this was one example, the bus stop. Mm-hmm. That it, I mean, yeah. women, because uh, uh, it's very important that people feel uh, safe and secure in the city mm-hmm. and we have seen like um, uh, that it's young women that don't feel secure enough yeah. they feel less secure than men but men uh, end up in in more trouble than women so it's not it's not the real uh, it's not actual it's just the feeling of security kind mm-hmm. of um, but uh, we have also I can say one example when where where we saw this in the planning, um, we built lots of nice places for young people to hang out, you know, football fields, skating park uh, in, in an area. And we thought that, I mean, women play football also and and skaters are both men and women. Uh, but uh, we, we ended up talking to some women that they don't do anything. They just wanted to hang out and they said that if we go and we want to sunbathe and we sit in the skate park then some guys will come there and they'll say move move away we we want to skate or if yeah. uh, they sit on the football field move away we want to play football so what we did to to target this group of women that just want to hang out mm-hmm. <laughs> that normally now they hung out in the city center just doing nothing mm-hmm. uh, um we did a, a project to to build a new park where you could hang out, and we did it with a dialogue with only young women. It was like a kind of an inclusion by exclusion. <laughs> so we excluded all other target groups. Uh, the park is for everyone, but it was only 
young women that could give their input to this park. So it, it was built upon their wishes and everything. And uh, yeah. That's so. inclusion, through, uh, inclusion through exclusion. I exactly. like that. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting concept. So um, yeah, thanks so much. And I have to ask you one more question because it's a question we ask every single guest. And I think um, we, we spoke a bit about it, but maybe you can elaborate a bit on to you, what is a smart city? Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a city where, where everything is connected, both mm-hmm. people and uh, uh, technology, mm-hmm. where everyone is working together to, to achieve the goal of the climate neutral city. Mm-hmm. And a smart city doesn't have to be lots of sensors or connectivity or it's just uh, it could be smart by people also yeah 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 Yeah, wonderful answer um (laughs) so good one for that and uh, with that I won't take up any more of your time you can uh, go and enjoy well this intermittently nice day it rained a little bit and then some sun and we're also at a wonderful conference right now uh, learning a lot and exchanging a lot with different people so um, I hope that you really enjoy the conference and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me oh thanks for listening it's really nice to meet <laughs> I'll you I'll listen anytime yeah. <laughs> so, um, and to all of our listeners also on the podcast uh, don't forget you can always create a free account on babel-smartcities.eu and you can find out more about different smart city projects, solutions, and implementations. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life. Yeah, a few uh, well-known metal bands are from Umeo. Um, are you a heavy metal music fan? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah? Of course. Okay, very nice.